There is nothing to which man clings more than he clings to life. There is nothing for which he yearns with greater intensity and force than to feel the pulsation of life within himself. And there is nothing that makes him shudder more than death. But see what the Holy Spirit tells us. Let's cling to him. Let him give us life. And may the feeling of being alive seethe within me. Well, in these times that we are facing daily um, with the increasing death toll and people uh, being ill, these words of Soren Kierkegaard seem all the more relevant. How do we cling to life? How, to, how do we cling to God who is life? How do we know he's with us? Um, as Pat said now, well, you should just believe her because she always tells the truth. Um, but how can we sense his presence, especially in these more challenging times? So as I said earlier, we're starting a new series today that will take us through to Pentecost when we celebrate the Holy Spirit. We're looking at abiding presence. How does God dwell with us and in us? How does he make himself known to us? We are going to look at how God is with us each day and ways we can encounter him and his Holy Spirit. Jesus tells his disciples before he's taken up into heaven that a comforter will come, a helper will come. And he was referring to the third part of the Trinity, who is God, Father, Son, and now they would receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit um, will intercede for us, it will guide us, it will give us sense of God's presence with us, and he will speak to us. So as Maria from Sound of Music says, let's go back and let's start at the very beginning. Pentecost was not the first time the Holy Spirit made an appearance. In the second verse of the Bible, as God creates the world, his Holy Spirit is there, creator spirit. In the opening statement, it says, now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. It wasn't a flash of lightning. He was hovering, present at the creation of the earth as God begins to bring order out of the chaos, create things and put them in their right place. The Spirit is there. Ruach Elohim. The spirit, the breath of God. It's another name for God. And as each new thing is formed, the Holy Spirit is there. As he brings life to our creation, the Holy Spirit breathes life into his, God's creation. When he created us, the Holy Spirit breathes life into us. So creation shouts out to us that God is here, God is present with us. But what is creation shouting about God's presence? Well, I think firstly, it's telling us something of his majesty and his sovereignty. Nothing exists without God. He creates all things. In the film Color Purple, um, two friends are having a chat, Shug and Seely, and uh, they're good American names. Um, and they're chatting, and Shug says to her friend, God is 
everything that exists. And because God is in everything, we can feel God. If we awaken to God's presence. Now, I don't know about you, uh, but in this time of lockdown, there seems to be, for me especially, an, an awareness of creation, just a heightened awareness. Maybe that it's got, uh, it's that I've got time. Maybe um, there's less pollution. Um, I don't know what it might be. But as I spend time in God's creation, I honestly am awakened to his presence. And I don't think it's just me. I was watching a clip this week as uh, Spain was let out for the children for the first time having had total lockdown. And they interviewed um, about an eight or nine-year-old kid. And he said, look how green the trees are. I'm sure he hadn't noticed that before. And I've noticed the spray of color this spring. It seems all the more magnificent. I've noticed the beautiful tulips in my garden, how they open and close with the sun, how their color changes and how they have that unruly growth that tulips do. I've noticed the returning birds to the garden, the clear sky. And then I find myself thinking, God, you're incredible. Look at all these different things in my very small garden. Look at the life you bring. Creation awakens us to the majesty of God. We stand in awe of all he's created. Everything he created is unique. If you look at the detail on a petal or how an insect is formed, what about the bird song in the dawn chorus? Or the detail of a small hand of a newborn baby? Isn't God incredible? His glory, his wonder, his mystery is revealed in all creation. And creation cries out, I'm bigger than all of this. I'm bigger than what you're going through right now. I'm bigger than this unseen enemy that you're facing. I am the Lord and I am majestic. I think St. Francis uh, of Assisi learned this probably better than anyone I can think of. Um, he was known for pre preaching to the plants and the birds and for being a bit odd about that. I want to tell you, after so many weeks of live feeding, streaming services, I'm starting to understand why he preached to the birds and the, and the plants. Um, it's better than a camera screen and a blank wall. Um, but joking aside, he found God was present with him when he appreciated and he engaged with creation. Because all of creation is made in the image of God. And he saw the likeness of God in everything God created. And that's not only about the plants and the animals, but that's about you and I too. We are created in the likeness of God. And I wonder if we begin to see God's glory in the power of the flower that opens or the new buds or in the air we're breathing or in your neighbor as you chat to them. Well, then I wonder if we wouldn't look after it a little better than we do. Awaken yourself to the abiding presence of God's majesty around you. Secondly, we know his presence as we experience creation. In the creation story in the Garden of Eden, every evening as Adam walked with the Lord in the cool of the night, 
There was a freedom. There was an intimacy. There was a refreshment and an enjoyment of just being. Psalm 23 says, he leads me beside still waters. Oh, I love water. And I don't know if you've ever found a spot on a river or next to a lake or on the beach. And you just sit there enjoying the peace of the Lord and the tranquility. And it restores you and it stills your soul. Or maybe you're one of those people that prefers the excitement of surfing on the waves or paddling the rapids. Well, there's exhilaration. There's life in that. And as the sun comes out and the warmth of summer returns and the lightness of our mood lifts and we find we're more joyful. Or maybe it's as the beauty as we walk on crisp fallen snow and breathe in that crisp air in winter. The relief and that smell of the first rains of spring or after a drought. The refreshment that brings. Creation stirs deep feelings within us. And there's something about engaging with creation that transforms us, that lifts our moods, that brings hope. And especially in these times. Uh, last Saturday, I um, uh, was in the garden enjoying the sunshine and not so much enjoying the barking dogs of my neighbor. And um, I had lost a friend uh, just a couple of days before. Um, and you know, each day I get a phone call about somebody who, who has died. And um, as I was sitting there, I got a text through to say one of our fellow clergy had passed away. And with each death, um, it seems even worse than before. Um, not to diminish the one that was before, the pain and the loss for the people, the pain uh, that we can't grieve together in a way we're used to. And shortly after that text, um, a photo pinged through on my phone. And my uh, friend, I have a prayer quad that prays every uh, Thursday, and um, she had her baby. And we'd prayed for this baby since we knew um, that she was being formed. And there was Lydia Joy. And I remember in that moment thinking, yes, Lord, there's life. You bring hope amidst all this pain and all of this. Um, you bring life. As you experience creation, then awaken your, sp your spirit to the presence of God who is with you. And lastly, he speaks to us through creation. Through the Old and New Testament, uh, there's stories of God using creation to make his presence, his power, his authority, and his life known. And through that, he speaks to us. During the exodus of Moses, as he was leading his people from captivity to the promised land, there was the parting of the Red Sea, and then it flooding back over their enemies. And God was saying, I will find a way. I will protect you. They had the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. I will guide you. Then there was water from the rock, an unlikely place. Manna falling from heaven so they could eat. I will provide for you. And so why not look at creation and ask God to speak to you? When the water flows, I don't know, from your hosepipe or your tap as you're making a cup of tea. Jesus says, I am the living water. 
as I was preparing for this, um, I took some time in the garden and I planted an olive tree um, when I came back from Israel um, because I was really struck by the olive trees thousands of years old there. And as I was looking at it, um, I was taken back to that time. And um, I felt the Lord say the olive tree kind of reflects your life, doesn't it? And I noticed um, they, the, the trunk, they become really gnarled and old and kind of curvy and, and windy. Um, and the, the leaves, they're kind of wispy and free-flowing in the breeze. And then as they blow, they show a different reflection of God's light. And then there's new growth and seeds and flowers that will turn into olives sometime in the summer. But that whole thing provides shade where other people can come and take refuge. And as the Lord showed me, that's how life with him is. As life experiences take us on unexpected paths and we grow in unexpected forms, yet we are strong. The leaves, as we share together and we provide refuge for each other. And then there's a new season every year and that bears fruit. And then a robin appeared. Um, it seems to have returned to my garden, a pair of them. And I was reminded of the scripture, Matthew 6, verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not, not much more valuable than they are? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? You get the idea. God can speak to us through his creation if we awaken ourselves to his presence and allow him to speak and wait and listen. So as you spend times in the park or in your gardens or looking out the window at the dawn chorus um, or the little ant that's trying to find water on your kitchen wall, or maybe you're just chatting to your friends, be in awe of his majesty. Experience his spirit through creation and allow him to speak to you. Awaken yourselves to God's abiding presence. He is with you always. Amen.